Thank you for listening to Preaching the Word with Nathan Deitch. Thank you for joining me for our second session in the Mysteries of God's Word. Today we're going to be looking at Genesis chapter 1, starting at verse 6. And we're going to be looking at how God separated the waters from the waters. And God said, Let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse. And it was so. And God called the expanse heaven. And there was evening and there was morning the second day. As we look further at this second day and what God created on it, we see that there's waters both above and below this expanse. And the expanse is called heaven. Now, let's just clarify what heaven means here, because heaven is used in Scripture three different ways. The first way is the way it's being used here. It's describing the earth's atmosphere. The heavens where the birds fly, or the clouds float. The second way Scripture uses the word heavens is to describe where the stars or the sun and the moon reside. We might call that the second heavens. And the final place that Scripture describes heavens is where God resides. Another dimension, if you will, we'll call that the third heavens. So the first heaven is simply our atmosphere. The second is the universe that God has created. And the third is the heavens where God resides. So here God calls the expanse heaven. Now, below the heaven, so there was water under our atmosphere, and there was water, it says, above the atmosphere. Now, water being above our atmosphere seems strange to us today. But at the time of creation, God created the earth as a paradise. So when did this change? When was there a change from there being water above the atmosphere? That would have occurred at the flood of Noah, the great deluge, when it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. Now the waters that were above the atmosphere weren't enough to create the great flood, but they were certainly part of it. Some creation scientists theorize that the waters above the atmosphere was actually a sheet of ice. In either case, whether it was ice or whether it was just water, that expanse would have compressed the atmosphere of the earth so that every breath animals and man took was a breath of deep oxygen. It would be like being in an oxygen chamber. Furthermore, the waters above the atmosphere would have created a greenhouse effect on the earth, and it would have protected all of creation from the ultraviolet rays of the sun. So this mystery of there being water above the expanse or above our atmosphere is easily understood and explained by the pre-flood 
atmosphere. In verse 9, we see day 3 begin. God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered to one place, and let dry land appear. It was so. God called the dry land earth, and the waters were gathered together, he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Another mystery that is right before our eyes is that God said, Let the waters under heaven be gathered into one place, and let dry land appear. We see here that there is a massive continent being created. It's a single continent. There aren't multiple continents as we see today. In secular school systems, they teach about a Pangea. Now, the idea of Pangea is accurate according to Scripture. The teaching of Pangea itself misrepresents what happened. The continents drifted apart or split apart during the flood of Noah. Now, on this massive continent, God said, Let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees bearing fruit in which is their seed according to its kind. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kind, trees bearing fruit which is their seed, each according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. There was evening and there was morning, the third day. An important aspect that we see right here is that there are trees and plants bearing fruit according to their kind. And it is the same today, and it's always been the same. Plants and trees can only reproduce according to the kind in which God has created them. They can't cross-breed, if you will. While we as humans will often graft trees, or we may change the DNA of a seed so that it becomes more drought-resistant or bug-resistant or disease-resistant, this transforms the seed into one that cannot reproduce. We call them hybrids. The way God created plants and trees is to bear fruit according to their kinds. A concept lost among many scientists today, but one that must be captured in our minds if we're to understand the way creation actually works. On day four, God begins saying, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs for seasons and for days and for years. Let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening, and there was morning, fourth day. As we examine the fourth day, we see that God creates the lights in the expanse of the heaven. Now, God had already created light on the first day. Now he's creating heavenly objects to bear light for the rest of creation, to shed light upon the earth. And he uses them, it says, for signs and for seasons, for days and for years. And as we know, practically speaking, 
That is exactly what we use the sun, moon, and stars for. Both the sun and the moon are used for recognizing days, but they're also recognized in cycles of years and months. We also use the stars to recognize different seasons. The word signs here is a word that describes wondrous signs. There was a star that came over the home of Jesus when he was born into this world. And there will be signs in the heavens when Christ comes again. Matthew 24:29 says, Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Luke twenty one twenty five reads, And there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars, and on the earth distress of nations in perplexity because of the roaring of the sea and the waves. When Christ comes again, the heavens themselves will shake and tremble, and the nations will be afraid. But for those who believe, who call on his name, it will be a glorious day as we will come with him in the clouds, as he prepares to set up a new kingdom and reign with us for eternity. Thank you for joining me today on the Mysteries of God's Word. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understandings. 